Now, I'm going to quote Kenneth Clark to help with this section. Yes, we like Sir Kenneth. Or Lord Clark, as he became. Apologies to Lord Clark. Anyway, here's what he said in 1956 on the subject of the nude. The English language, with its elaborate generosity, distinguishes between the naked and the nude. To be naked is to be deprived of our clothes, and the word implies some embarrassment which most of us feel in that condition. The word nude, on the other hand, carries in educated usage no uncomfortable overtone. The vague image it projects into the mind is not of a huddled and defenceless body, but of a balanced, prosperous and confident body. The body reformed. Thus, Kenneth Clark. Now, when we look at, say, ancient Greek statuary, we can see a kind of idealising study of the human form, both male and female. But what's going on with William Orpen's The English Nude? What's an acceptable sort of gallery way of saying what she looks as though she's just been doing? To spare your finer feelings, let's call it a recent amorous encounter. Yes, the bedclothes are all tumbled about, and she has a comfortably tousled look, and with one foot on the floor, she might be about to get up, or she might snuggle back into bed. So, would this kind of image have been acceptable in Britain at the beginning of the 20th century? It's a moot point. On the continent, it would have been uncontroversial. One thinks of Renoir, or, going back even further, we could compare this with Rembrandt's Bathsheba from the 17th century, which offers a similar posture, although in mirror image. But it was probably a bit risque for Britain at this time. Certainly, Orpen never exhibited or sold this painting during his lifetime, which may be because he thought it too forthright for contemporary viewers. He also may have wanted to keep it because of his attachment to the model. The title, The English Nude, may well be a play on the difference between his Irish nationality and that of his model. And it may also suggest that the picture is redefining the way in which the nude could be treated as a subject by the English-speaking world. The English Nude is a bold painting. At this time it was custom in British art to depict nudes engaged in bathing themselves or getting dressed, but Orpen broke away from these conventions by showing his nude looking out at the viewer unashamedly and with frank sexuality. Orpen believed that an image of a nude had also to be a depiction of a person, a portrait in other words, and in this work he has captured the broad face, direct gaze and matter-of-fact expression of his model. And we know that the model for the English nude was Emily or Amelia Scoble, who was the model for three of Orpen's most important early paintings, The Mirror and The Bedroom from 1900 and this The English Nude. Orpen never even became engaged to Emily, although, according to her daughter, she broke it off because she thought him too ambitious. So does this portrait usher in the era of the portrayal of the common man and woman, of individuals who were not of themselves celebrities or drawn from parable? I think it's fair to say that this painting signals that the age of mythologised, idealised nude goddesses is definitely over. Well, I suppose we'd better tear ourselves away from Orpen's nude. And as we move through, I think you'll see the extent to which Orpen's frank approach to the nude influenced other British artists. And I recommend we take a close look at Mark Gertler's The Straw Hat for a very different treatment of the nude. Rendezvous at The Straw Hat, then. See you there. <laughs> 